I have a test. It's kind of a crude test that I've been running for cases of police brutality for several years now. It's something that I never really talk about out loud. I mentioned it on an Instagram post this weekend. Many of you saw horribly the police shooting death of a young man named Steve Taylor, a beloved son, a beloved father. And when I watch any case, any instance of police brutality, I run something that I call the Taylor Swift test. And I apologize in advance if she or anybody else finds this test offensive. You could actually substitute her out with somebody else. I'll explain it. Just give me a moment. I'll unpack and explain it. And I'll try to break down why I run the Taylor Swift test in each case of police brutality. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. When someone is shot and killed by police in this country, I normally know about it instantly. Not because I have a sixth sense, of course. But the whole world immediately tags me, texts me, DMs me, emails me, and comments on every piece of content that I have just so they can try to get my attention. And it's been this way now for nearly six years, and I've accepted it as part of my calling in life to not only bear witness to such atrocities, but to join families and walk with families all over the country in their fight for justice when they've lost their loved one to police brutality. And I've worked with hundreds of families now, and each time I work with a family, I have a basic test that I run of the situation. It's crude, but it helps me really work through the levels of bias and racism and discrimination at play in each case. This weekend, it was 33-year-old Steve Taylor who was a beloved father, a beloved son, who was murdered by police at a Walmart in San Leandro, California. Of course, Steve was black. Generally speaking, white people aren't killed by police at Walmart, not for shoplifting or anything else. And in spite of early false reports, police have already publicly admitted that Steve stole nothing and was not there for a robbery of any kind. He was having a mental health emergency. On Saturday, in the hours after he was shot and killed, and all day yesterday, I spoke to the family and friends of Steve. I spoke to people who knew him well. And they said that he was not only clinically depressed, but that he struggled with schizophrenia. That when he wandered into that Walmart, he was having a mental health crisis. And multiple people there at the Walmart have posted publicly that they tried to speak with Steve to get to understand what was going on in his head, but that they couldn't get through to him. What he needed in that moment and what people were experiencing was a man in the middle of a mental health emergency. Steve Taylor needed an ambulance. He needed a doctor. He needed medicine and treatment. And in almost every single developed country in the world outside of the United States, Steve Taylor would have gotten treatment. 
It's a rare, unheard of experience for most of the world for a mentally ill person, particularly if they don't have a gun, to ever be shot and killed. Other nations have systems and practices to slowly and safely surround and disarm such a person. And what we know and what I've seen with my own eyes is that American police are regularly willing and able to take their time with violent white men. Even if they are fully armed with guns, it could be automatic assault rifles. And police are calm, cool, careful, and slow. Even if those white men just killed scores of people, police will often wait until that white man has calmed down, until they can take him carefully, safely, securely into custody. I've seen it. You've seen it. And what we know from all of those instances is that police don't lack the training to wait out tough, complex situations. They wait out tough, complex situations all of the time. They just repeatedly lack the will to use the training that they use with all types of white men. They just lack the will to use that training with black men who are often far less dangerous and far less armed. In fact, no single person in America is more likely to be shot and killed by police than a young black man struggling with a mental illness. And that's when I run what I call the Taylor Swift test. I literally ask myself, if Taylor Swift, I mean the literal person, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed superstar, if she was in the exact same position in a Walmart, incoherent and unresponsive, if Taylor Swift was meandering through a Walmart clumsily holding a baseball bat, would she ever be shot and killed? And I chose Taylor Swift for many reasons, not because I have any dislike or disdain for her. I don't, not at all, not even a little bit. But you can feel free to replace Taylor Swift with anyone you want after I tell you why I chose her. I've studied thousands upon thousands of cases of police violence. And I've learned that so many factors go into who is shot and who isn't. Who is given time and deference and medical attention and who isn't. I've learned who's treated worse than an animal and who isn't. If you are white, you are at lower risk, period. If you are rich, you're at lower risk. If you live or are in a privileged zip code, you're at lower risk. If you are famous, you are at lower risk. Consequently, a white, rich, privileged, famous person has almost a 0% chance of ever being killed by police, period. And Steve Taylor, a dark-skinned black man 
struggling with a mental health crisis, had none of those things going for him. He wasn't rich. He wasn't white. He didn't live in a privileged zip code. He wasn't famous. Most of us had never heard of Steve Taylor, had never seen his face until today. If Taylor Swift had done exactly what Steve Taylor did, police would have taken all the time in the world to save her life. It could have taken hours or even days, and they would not have shot and killed her if she did what Steve Taylor did. Maybe you think that's because Taylor Swift is small or a woman. Well, then replace her with Prince Harry. If Prince Harry did exactly what Steve Taylor did and meandered clumsily into a Walmart with a baseball bat, mumbling incoherently, unresponsive, would they have shot and killed Prince Harry? Would they have shot and killed Baron Trump? You can replace Taylor Swift with any white, wealthy, privileged, famous man or boy. Do you think police would have done to them what they did to Steve Taylor? Would they have shot Ryan Seacrest like that, then tasered Ryan Seacrest over and over again after they shot him, then handcuffed a shot bleeding Ryan Seacrest while he's bleeding out and dying on the floor? Name your favorite white man and try to convince me that police at that Walmart in San Leandro, California, or police anywhere in this country would have done what they did to Steve Taylor, to my friend John Mayer? Would they have done that to Joe Biden? Would they have done that to Robert Downey Jr.? Of course they wouldn't have. If any one of those white men meandered into a store in the midst of a mental health breakdown right now, The police would be all over television being celebrated for their skillful and patient heroism at disarming that white man and getting that beloved white man to safety. We'd be learning right now about how hospitals handle such mental health episodes and people would be posting prayers for those famous, rich, privileged white men and sending them well wishes all over Twitter. And don't get me wrong, and I mean this, that's how it should be. I'd be glad, truly, honestly, earnestly, if any of those rich, famous, privileged white men or women made it safely through an encounter with America's police. We just want Steve Taylor to get that type of treatment. And it just seems to me that police suddenly don't have time for waiting, don't have time for experts to arrive on the scene, don't have time to disarm young black men who need help. That's what Steve Taylor needed. And that's not because help wasn't possible in that situation. Damn it, it was possible. Help didn't come. Because in this country, as it has always been, some people are treated with grace, dignity, and just a base level of humanity that others simply never receive. 
And it just so happens that those decisions are most often made right down racial lines. Take care. Break it down. Hey, my name is Brandon Janice, and I'm the host of Sick Empire, a brand new podcast brought to you by the North Star. On Sick Empire, I interview New Yorkers who, in different ways, fight on the front lines for change in the city during the coronavirus pandemic. Please listen to hear a unique mix of stories from essential workers, small business owners, artists, and elected officials who are all experiencing the chaos of COVID in their own ways. Listen to Sick Empire on all streaming platforms. And you can support the show and any of our other podcasts by heading over to thenorthstar.com and becoming a member. Sing.